Well, hello there, my silly little gooses. Welcome back to another edition of the Midweek Breakdown presented by My Two Cents Podcast, hosted by G2. I am G2. And for the people that are not aware of what the Midweek Breakdown uh, consists of, let me break it to you. The Midweek Breakdown consists of me talking to you for 10 to 15 minutes about any and everything. Some episodes will be a theme to an episode. Certain episodes will have various topics. Today's episode will be one of those days. It'll be a various topics style of episode. And after that... I'll be playing you guys out of here with the song of the week. Now, the first thing I do want to talk about is the airplane that kind of got its doors popped open. Um, they're still looking into it. They're still trying to figure out what happened. Why did the door just happen to pop open? They had a news conference on Monday night. They said in the news conference, we have not yet recovered the four bolts that restraint it from its vertical movement we have not yet determined if they existed there that will be determined when we take the plug to our lab we don't know if there were bolts there or if they are just missing and departed when the door plug departed the plane's plug door will be sent to the ntsb's lab for testing plugs are sometimes installed by manufacturer in place of an emergency exit door depending on the confirmation requested by an airline we're able to look at all the components on this door plug, all the fittings, all any sort of structures that may remain. So they have no idea if there was some type of bolts not there for the door to keep it all like secured. Only thing I know is that had to be a little bit of a scary ride. Because just think about it, you're up in the air, the plane, how it usually goes, it goes slowly, then it starts jetting you off in the air. Then some out of nowhere, the door just pops open and... Everybody has seen it in the movies, uh, how everything just starts going stupid, like everything starts getting sucked out of the plane. The only thing that I know that has got sucked out of the plane was what? I, Apple iPhone that got popped out of the plane. Apparently, it didn't uh, hit no damage. The phone works altogether. Um, but the plane goes down smoothly. Nobody dies from this incident. Um, all the Boeing 737 MAX 9 like planes they had to get uh, grounded to be looked at to make sure they're safe and secured. And that's just insane. We're just coming back from the holiday season. People are like, this is their first full week being back at their jobs. Certain people have not been back at their jobs yet. They're still kind of getting off that holiday detox. But um, that's insane. That's insane to think about it, especially with Valentine's Day coming up. And by the way, Valentine's Day, for everybody that's unaware, is coming up sooner rather than later. You know how holidays go. When one holiday hits, then another one hits. There's holiday decorations in your local stores whenever you go in there because they want everyone to say that you had enough time to go in there, pick up whatever you got to pick up so you can be there for your loved ones next month. So again, with Valentine's Day coming up, the planes had to get like bolted down, grounded just to be looked at. I'm glad that they did that especially for people that's going to be leaving the country since they couldn't, well, certain people couldn't leave the country during the holidays. But anyway, I'm glad this happened. I hope they do more investigation, do more looking into it to find out what happened, and hopefully they'll come back with the results of the investigation. Now, on to the next topic, as it's come from the Chicago Crusader, as it reports that there has been 215 bodies that were found behind a Mississippi jail that were buried, and that's the only thing that's marking them to let you know that they're there were merely a metal rod in a number. So now you have civil rights attorney Ben Crump uh, there with a Reverend Hosea Hines. They're 
these are two men that are calling for an investigation into the cause of the 215 death. Uh, ben Crump, he would tell the congregation of Reverend Jose Hines, people all across America are scratching their heads in disbelief about what's happening in Jackson, Mississippi uh, with this graveyard. It went from talking about the water that was non-existent or contaminated to now we're talking about the graveyard. What is going on in Jackson, Mississippi? Now, Reverend Hines will go behind Ben Crump's concern and say that it really saddens my heart to know that their relatives went that long, some over a year, not knowing if their loved ones were dead or alive, and then coming to the realization that they had been buried in a grave behind a jail's house. Hines said if they had been properly notified, they would have been able to pay their proper respect. Crump confirmed that it's unclear if the deaths were caused by racism, prejudice, or bigotry. Now, to make things certain for everybody, this is not just a black issue because Ben Crump, he's known for being, as I said, a civil rights leader, more than like that, that's always uh, dealing with black issues. No, this is a biracial type of situation. So it's both black individuals and white individuals that's bodies were buried behind this Mississippi jail. Now, for 215 bodies to be laid there, underground, buried, and just put there, with none of nobody's family be notified, that's insane. That's 215 families that were never notified of their relatives or loved ones, whatever may have you, dying in this facility, and they end up being buried behind a jail cell. That's insane to me how that even gets swept under the rug for this long. That's that's nuts. But it kind of puts into the perspective of saying, hey, yo, I hate to say it like this, but were these people looking into their family members like that? Were they going to visit them like that week by week, weekend by weekend? Or were they giving, uh, were they getting the pushback treatment saying, hey, this person, he's solitary confinement, he can't come see you, or he's on, uh, he did some type of bad behavior, he can't come see you, like he got his uh, things revoked. I don't know how that prison system, all that type of stuff works. I'm just thinking for 215 bodies, that's insane. I hope that they also are given some type of explanation to families for this because, man, that's uh, that's kind of nuts. That's nuts how all this gets swept underneath the rug. And again, it's just starting to get popped out now. I hope that they're able to uh, get something done with this personally because he's right. Jackson, Mississippi, they were people that were not able to get any type of water at one point, and now you mean to tell me they're dealing with this as well? The family members are dealing with this? That's a lot to deal with, but again, this is now again popped to the uh, forefront, now in everybody's uh, line of sight. Hopefully, families will get some type of uh, situation handled. Now, on to something that I talked about Sunday. I talked about the man that attacked the Las Vegas uh, judge last week. Apparently, he went up to her again this week. Well, this Monday. Uh, he was shackled up. He had a face mask kind of on where he couldn't spit or nothing. And he was also, like, as I said, shackled up, uh, handcuffed, hands handcuffed to the front and also to the side. So, a.k.a. he couldn't jump forward her to her or nothing. Um, the Washington Post, they would put out that he was there with added security. The judge still gave her sentencing to him that he was going to be sentenced uh, last week. 
and that he was sentenced to 19 to 48 months in prison on a previous charge of attempted battery with uh, sustainable bodily harm. This did not uh, sway from any of his previous actions that he did towards the judge. He did make that clear to the courtroom. Now, however, the man that did attack her, he's now facing 13 new charges following the courtroom attack. So he has 13 new charges tacked on to his uh, previous charges already. So, again, for a brief moment, it might feel nice to get at a judge who kind of is turning down your probation hearing. That's kind of a thing. However, you got to you got to take in the idea that attacking a judge might feel good for one moment, but just think of all the new ways that the justice system can't screw you over, especially with you screwing yourself over because you're attacking someone of their system. So again, let this go out to anybody that has a court date. If it does not go your way, please do not go like this guy. Please do not attack a judge and uh, think everything's going to be okay. Just because you got that little slight of aggravation off. Just know it's going to be more hell for you later down the line. And trust me, you don't want that. So again, this guy, he was an idiot. He might have felt good attacking her for that brief moment. But trust me, he's an idiot all at the end of the day. Now, moving on to the last thing that I do want to talk to you guys about. I want to talk to you guys about Jonathan Major's interview that he had with uh, ABC's Lindsey Davis. I'm going to play you a little quick excerpt from the interview that he had. You can look for it on YouTube. You can see the whole thing there. But I'm just basically going to play this quick excerpt that I'm giving you my review of his interview and where I think he might end up after this interview, at least in the eyes of Hollywood. What's interesting about the jury's verdict, it's so nuanced because they're saying you didn't intend. Right to injure her, right. but the result of your recklessness right. injured her. Right. Were you reckless? I was reckless with her heart. Mm. Not with her body? Not with her body. But never hit a woman? Never hit a woman. I've never, my hands have never struck a woman, ever. When the actual testimony came, the driver said, she did everything, meaning Grace, he did nothing, referring to myself. In her closing argument, your attorney said that your greatest fear of being a black man in America calling 911 came true, suggesting that race was a part of this. Do you feel that, that race is a, a part of this? I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, of course it is, you know, like, without question. I mean, that, that quote-unquote guilty verdict you know, well, guilty verdict, no quote unquote, you know, like, you might as well put that on my birth certificate. Mm. You think a white man facing the same allegations would have been arrested, charged, convicted? I'll take it further. If you watch those videos and you reverse that and you saw a black man chasing a young white girl down the street, screaming and crying, that man is going to be shot and killed in the streets of New York City. That black man will be, will, will feel that. Now, as I said, the Jonathan Majors interview is available for YouTube fully if you want to watch it. Um, ABC, they've been killing it so far with interviews, with the interview for Gypsy Rose that they did, and now the interview that they did with Jonathan Majors. Again, I do want to make this perfectly clear in my personal opinion. I think ABC, well, not ABC in general, but... Uh, Disney, as the company, they're still going to be working with Jonathan Majors because you do not, if it was me, if I'm Jonathan Majors, I do not give my first interview 
after this uh, life-changing verdict to the company that just dropped me if the company has no reason to bring me back. You know what I mean? I don't think that Disney just dropped him and just be like, oh, well, we're going to just let you go about your way. Oh, yeah, by the way, can you do an interview with us and you're still not going to have no role with us? No, I think Jonathan Majors and Disney are still working together. I think that he's going to have to lay low, do a couple of little movies here and there without the backing of Disney, but they have a little side deal, handshake agreement, just in case for Disney and Jonathan Majors' part. Um, Jonathan Majors' interview, it was your standard interview here. He uh, denied doing anything harmful, like physical to grace. The only thing that he did, like say, the of harm that he did do was literally messing with her heart, uh, playing with her like that, not getting out of their toxic relationship, their emotional relationship, and all that type of uh, grand stuff. I mean, it is what it is with that. The only thing that I found funny was two things. One, he mentioned that in one part of the interview that uh, he had a daughter and that he started to cry a little bit that he hasn't seen his daughter in a minute. And I said, okay, my guy, I would have kind of left that one out because I don't think a lot of people knew that you had a daughter. Because, again, last year when you were pumped up to being the big face of Hollywood, you there was never ever mentioned at that time that you had a daughter. Nobody ever mentioned your life like that. So that's one thing that I wish that he would not have mentioned because now people are going to say, okay, you're playing the daughter card here to try to grab more sympathy. Which in an interview you should, but you got to know when to kind of throw out that trump card. Right here isn't the move to kind of throw it out. And two... Whenever it got to them talking about Jonathan Major's relationship with Megan Good, and again, he brought back the Coretta Scott deal because they asked him, well, she asked him about uh, the ex-girlfriend, what he meant by the Coretta Scott uh, comment. And just like I've said previously, he said it because he wanted her to exuberate or exemplify uh, someone that had to make sacrifices the way that he's making sacrifices. And when he talked about Megan Good, his girlfriend right now, he mentioned how she has stood beside him, how she has been his angel, how she has been a Coretta Scott. And I laughed out loud completely because I said, not a good time to bring that one out. Not a good time to say that she's your Coretta Scott, my guy. Because again, you're going to have a lot of people on the online online department getting at you in a way. And again, you're a guy that, again, is trying to rebuild yourself after this verdict that everybody knows is kind of bull, but it is what it is. We all kind of get seeing what is going down right now. But you mentioning making good as your Coretta Scott, I don't think that was a good thing. I think you kind of should have pulled back on that one too. Just say, yep, she's my angel. She's been holding me down and I want to thank her for that. And I do that, and I try to show her that every single uh, day that I'm with her. At least something along those lines. Don't mention how she's your credit Scott, because, boy, you're probably going to get uh, eat up by that. But long story less long, uh, Jonathan Majors, I think he's still going to work in Hollywood. I think that he's still good. I think that he is one of those guys, again, that's probably going to do a couple movies that's not going to be shown out in the light like that. But they will get some buzz because it's Jonathan Majors, and he's working. So, um do I think he's going to be a big motion pictures within another, what, two to three years? Yes, I think so, because as I said, everybody knows that this uh, sentence, that this court situation was nothing but bull. And he even mentioned it how if the roles were reversed and a white woman's being ran off by a black man, the black man would have got shot. And 
you saw how he ran away from her. Again, everybody kind of pointed that out on social media. Everybody pointed that out when you talk to people in real life. Everybody saw that this was kind of crazy how even he got guilty for reckless harm. Again, the interview up there, great interview by ABC. And again, I still think that Disney's doing works with Jonathan Majors in a backstage type deal, but he just got to lay low at least for two to three years before they actually start touching him publicly. Now, with that being said, this has been your midweek breakdown presented by G2. Um, does anything else I want to talk about? No. It's time for me to get some promotion. If you did not listen to Sunday's episode, it's out there. It's called Bang. It's the first Sunday episode of the new year. Go have a look and check that out. And also, if you watch Professor Wrestling, I talk about that. I talk about that on my Saturday episode for Wrestling Highlights of the Week. So that's available to you right now as well. And now with all the self-promotion out of the way, it's time for me to get on with the Song of the Week. And Song of the Week for this week, it is called Is It a Crime? Performed by No Guidance. It is R&B season. Again, Valentine's Day, it is coming, so I'm going to play you guys a lot of R&B songs until Valentine's Day hit, and even on Valentine's Day, still going to be playing you R&B. So, again, Is It a Crime performed by No Guidance. Have a great day, everyone. You'll hear from me again Saturday and Sunday. I'll see you guys later. Is it a crime? Keep them on fire, boy.